Lots to get to over the weekend. They split with the Knicks and the Wizards. They lose to the Knicks on Sunday. They beat the Wizards in their in-season tournament debut. Mark Williams goes for 20-20, and Brandon Miller suffers an injury. He did not return in that game against New York. We discuss it. We break it all down today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. We always appreciate our sponsors. This particular episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. As I mentioned, we appreciate you making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. That includes YouTube where no Doug Branson today feeling a little under the weather. So I'm going to take over for the day. Hopefully everything goes well. And then uh, I'll also be out at the Spectrum Center later on with another update tomorrow on everything I learned at the Spectrum Spectrum Center. Going to be out there for the Cornucopia event, so if you have it in you, you the Hornets are going to donate, but also maybe look into some of the causes that they're donating to, and we can get some information, put that link maybe on the episode or just talk about it tomorrow. Really cool thing that the Hornets are doing out there during the holiday season. Whew, where to begin over the weekend? Um, you know, lots of lots of bad, some some good as well, but lots of bad. I, I think what I want to do is I want to go back to Friday and just discuss a win to lead us off here. I think that's what I want to do. And boy, it didn't look like they were going to get a win if you let the first two minutes tell it of that game against Washington. They go, I think they fall to a 10-0 deficit right off the rip after a horrendous loss to the Wizards the Wednesday before Friday. It was 10 to nothing for Washington to start. Bally problems again, because of course, this is our experience right now, if you are watching through the Bally app. So Bally problems once again, but everybody overcomes all of it. And the Charlotte Hornets, especially in the fourth quarter, they find the victory, thanks to LaMelo Ball, thanks to Gordon Hayward, who I thought was fantastic in that fourth quarter, and Mark Williams. I I think if you look at what Mark did, that's exactly why Steve Clifford does not want to go small. Sometimes it's going to work out. Sometimes it's not. This is the time where Steve Clifford deciding to say, you know what, I'm running Mark Williams 30 minutes in this game because he had 24 total rebounds, he had nine defensive rebounds, and he had 15 offensive rebounds. That's a franchise record, 15 offensive rebounds. That is the most rebounds at 24 collectively. That's the most in a single game since Dwight Howard recorded a 30-board game, if I'm not mistaken. So 21 points for Mark Williams, 24 boards, 15 offensive, and 10 of 21 shooting for Mark Williams. Funny enough, that's actually a lot of misses. That's a lot of misses for Mark Williams, considering he was shooting above 85, something like that, heading into one of these last couple of games. But we'll take the performance. We'll take the plus 19. We'll take the 2020. And look, if we just want to talk about Mark for a second, what he did against Washington compared to what he did against New York, where he finished with four rebounds, 23 minutes, only 10 points, 
I mean, I think you're seeing the dichotomy of what Mark can bring to the table. There is a problem with his lack of physicality sometimes. There is. And also when you talk about Mark getting played not off the floor because Steve Clifford keeps rolling with him, but then you're just not in an advantageous matchup if Gallinari is the one hitting those threes like the Wizards did on Wednesday. And so he's not a perfect player, but we do have a place that we can go to the Hornets have not been able to in the last 15 years, and that's go with someone that can gobble up a ton of rebounds, that's going to somebody that can protect the rim and makes the guards a little shaky. Now, in that Wizards game, Tyus Jones did a great job of shooting over the top of Mark Williams, but that's just a skill set that he possesses. That's what he was doing that to Nick Richards once he came into the game. That's not necessarily a Mark problem. If you float it over the nine foot nine standing reach, then you know, hats tip to you, my friend. And that's what Tyus was able to do. But he showed how much of a problem he can be defensively, offensively, when you go small. And even if Danny Gafford, you know, embarrassed him on a possession where he blocked a shot three times, you still have that route to take, which is something the Hornets have not been able to do the entire time. Let's go to the other stories of that game just real quickly before we move on. I thought Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball. Mark Williams had the 2020 performance. That's the guy that got all sorts of you know fame, and that that's the guy that got all of the love after this one. But it was LaMelo and Gordon that won this game, especially when it came to winning time. 27 points for Gordon Hayward, 25 points for LaMelo Ball. Six rebounds, six assists for LaMelo. Actually, Gordon with the overall better stat line, you know, oddly enough, right? Only one less rebound than LaMelo and nine assists. I I thought Gordon, this was a hell of a game for him, man. Only one of four from the three-point range, but got to the foul line, got to his spots, hit an incredible and one that was crucial in those waning moments of this game. Did not foul a soul. So you had that with Gordon also playing defense where you even see the analytics come out uh, last couple of games or so where the lowest field goal percentage compared to a defend to the nearest defender. Gordon Hayward is in the top 10 um, and that stat. I believe I saw that on Twitter. So Gordon Hayward really having a, a pretty nice start to the season for the most part, not against the Knicks, not a great performance there, but against the Wizards, I thought he was huge. And so is LaMelo LaMelo now. What's unfortunate is that you had LaMelo get off to such a slow start shooting the basketball. Now, LaMelo's last four games, he's been on fire, especially if you go to the fourth quarter against Dallas. That really served as the launching pad I've mentioned a couple times. So here are LaMelo's last four games. 32 against New York, 13 of 20 shooting, 25 against the Wiz, 9 of 19, 34 against Washington on Wednesday, 13 of 22, And then against Dallas, because of that fourth quarter I mentioned, 30 points for him, 11 of 23, 5 of 10 from three-point range. So now, after that awful start from three-point land, he's up to 36%. Never worried about the three-point percentage. Worried a little bit about everything else. But we can get to a Zach Lowe article, maybe tomorrow, I want to talk about that with Doug, discussing the things that LaMelo is working on in his 10 things column that he does weekly throughout the NBA season. So still plenty of meat on the bone there to chew with LaMelo and what he's been doing this season, what he did against the Knicks, and what he did against the Wizards. All right, let's move on and continue to talk a little more about what the Charlotte Hornets did over the weekend. The New York loss, it was bad. We can focus a little more on that. 
and we do have a Brandon Miller injury to report. So unfortunate there. We'll get to that in just a moment, but not before I talk about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. That's why this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, because that's the kind of business that we want to partner with. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers, and instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball with the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could go with a LeBron and Travis Kelsey 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus the receptions from Travis Kelsey. If you want to play alongside some of the prize picks favorite players too, rapper Meek Mill, uh, Meek Mill, excuse me, I just lost street cred there, and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the prom- uh, promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every week. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100 Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Plenty more LockedOn Hornets coming up in just a moment. We'll talk a little more about the Brandon Miller injury and how it affects the Charlotte Hornets going forward. This is Locked On Hornets. I'm glad we have YouTube now for everybody to see just how bulk you are. Can you give us a gun show flash real quick? Oh, yeah. Me and you, man. Look look at that drape. That's 100% grade A. Look, here I am doing it. Look at these noodle arms right here. Look, they just flow. We got it. Listen. Listen. Yep. Yeah. You want long, chicken wings? Yeah, if you're if you've been starving for some chicken wings, this is the show for you, folks. <laughs> YouTube.com yeah. I mean, forward slash chicken wings. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Hornets. Unfortunately, this is where we have to get to some of the bad here. Brandon Miller. This is what the problem was. Brandon Miller against New York was on his way to having an awesome debut in Madison Square Garden. In just 10 minutes recorded, he was 5 of 6 from the field, hit one of the two three-point attempts that he took, and also scored 11 points. Again, all of that in 10 minutes of play against the Knicks. And then he sprained his ankle. According to Charlotte Hornets PR, and Ashley Shamity had this in-game, Brandon Miller left in the second quarter, against the Knicks with the left ankle sprain and would not return. So now here I am recording the morning of Monday, so we don't have a lot of time. We're close to 24 hours out from Brandon Miller suffering the injury. I'll talk to Steve Clifford a little bit later on today, hopefully to get some clarity. You can check that out on WFNZ 12 to 3 each weekday, but we'll be out there today. Hopefully we can get some good news and some clarity on what the ankle sprain means for Brandon Miller. It's funny because it's like Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson are always going to be tied together. Of course, by this podcast, because we did that quite a bit. But now even in somewhat of an injury sake, it was Brandon Miller's left ankle that got sprained. But it was Scoot Henderson's right ankle that was sprained. I only bring Scoot up because this is also a rookie that got hurt November 1st. That was the last game that he logged. Here we are November 13th. 
and he still hasn't played. In fact, we just got a report over the weekend on Scoot that an MRI revealed a bone bruise because of the right ankle sprain, and now he's going to miss two to three more weeks. Lord knows we have a lot of experience as Hornets fans with some ankle problems to our favorite players. Hello, LaMelo Ball. Now, it was the fracture that kept him out after you know the last time he got hurt. It wasn't just a sprain, quote-unquote, just a sprain. It's serious enough to keep these guys out sometime. But hopefully Brandon isn't going to be out for all that long for a couple of reasons. One, the real reason is you hate to see it happen to somebody that's having such a strong rookie season. And that's what he was finally starting to hit a shot again. I mean, he's he's going to get a double-digit scoring output. I mean, he, he's just crafty enough. Maybe he takes a lot of shots to get there. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, we've seen him have you know quite a few efficient performances. Was not hitting a shot from deep nearly as much as he was at the very beginning of the season, the first three games or so. But here it looked like he was well on his way to having a really strong performance until he got hurt. So he was getting a shot back. You could see that. And then he goes down with that ankle sprain. Hopefully he's back in, I don't know, like a couple games. That's what you would hope. We know Terry Rozier's out right now. Brandon Miller could be out even longer. We also know that the Hornets don't have a lot of depth. And I think that's what you saw on full display in this bad loss to the Knicks, where in the second half, they separated themselves third quarter. It just, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, Steve Clifford had to go to Leaky Black at the end of the first half. It was Leaky's first meaningful debut. He saw some minutes in garbage time against Washington on Wednesday in that bad loss. But as far as the meaningful debut goes, Leaky comes in and to his credit, plays pretty well. Like just over two minutes logged, something like that. He gets a block on a three-point shot, a really hard block, and then even in a fast break, he catches an assist from LaMelo, a little alley fast break layup, rolls and rolls and rolls around the rim, but it finally drops, goes one of one, and so that's a pretty cool scoring debut. Your, your first bucket in the NBA, alley-oop from LaMelo in Madison Square Garden. The only other thing that you would like to check off is that it was a win, and it was definitely not a win. So the fact that you had to go to Leaky Black, JT Thor, not a great game from him against New York. Yeah, man, they're depleted. I mean, the injuries, no Terry, no Brandon Miller. It's going to be tough. And I think that's why Steve Clifford has said what he said about Miles Bridges having a significant role as soon as he comes back. Because there's just not anybody else that you can go to on the bench that you feel comfortable enough with in order to integrate Miles Bridges slowly back into the offense, slowly back into the ways of how they do things, because this is the first time that Miles has played under Steve Clifford, but it does seem like he's going to come back. As long as he's cleared to play, it does seem like Miles is going to come back and be immediately a part of the rotation. Let's talk more about it. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast, Miles Bridges has an upcoming court date how does that affect his eligibility as soon as he was originally eligible to play after the 10 games of this first season? Will he be back and how much will he impact the roster? So we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, before I talk about Jace Medical, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and we spend a lot of time talking together. 
you and I, the listeners, me and Doug, we all spend a lot of time together. We get fired up together on wins, losses, who starts and who sits, but I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. And I've told you a couple times now, it is personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means, right? If you can get a one-year supply, it means that you can bring them on extended travel. You can bring it on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis or Viagra. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You can go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would love to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your purchase. Coming up next on Lockdown Hornets, we will talk about Miles Bridges' upcoming court date and Miles possibly coming back right away into the fold and playing meaningful minutes for the Charlotte Hornets. It's all coming up next, Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. Walker, sometimes you don't have to have the best package. Okay. Sometimes... You just have to have the only package. If you wait, or this is uh, if my dating life uh, taught me anything, sometimes you just have to wait around long enough until you're the only thing remaining. And then suddenly, you look pretty great in comparison. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So we have some news and we have some quotes from Steve Clifford about the Miles Bridges situation. So if you look at Tim Bontemps write up on ESPN dropped November 12th at 3:50, so not too long ago as of this recording, he said Steve Clifford said Miles Bridges will immediately step back into a quote significant role with the team when he's eligible to play Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks. This game marks the end of the 10-game suspension to begin the season for his role in the 2022 felony domestic violence case involving the mother of his two children. We've talked about that plenty, of course, here on Lockdown Hornets. Here's what Clifford had to say after the Knicks game also. I think he'll be ready to play. He's able to practice every day. We're well organized when he's there. He's in really good shape. He's worked hard. I'll be honest. We've been playing every other day, so that's under the worry about tomorrow's problems tomorrow. But right now, our problems are we don't run back on defense and we don't block out all the time. So I've been spending more of my time on that, but he'll have a significant role right away. So the final game of Miles' suspension this year is going to be against the Miami Heat. That'll be another in-season tournament game for the Hornets. That'll happen at the Spectrum Center, the first time the Spectrum Center has seen such a game and miles after that he'll be good to go as long as everything is clear for him now I still don't think that there's a hundred percent certainty that he's going to play because on Monday today miles is scheduled to appear in Mecklenburg County Courthouse for a hearing on the criminal summons issued last month for violating a domestic violence protective order misdemeanor child abuse and injury to personal property 
We all know about the alleged incident. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that, but if you don't know some of the details here, the alleged incident that led to that summons being issued occurred around 9 p.m. October 6th. That was at Bridges Private Residence in Charlotte, and we do have a little more clarity on this now. That all according to a police report obtained by ESPN's Baxter Holmes. I know Channel 9 had it here in Charlotte first, and then we've tried to fill in the pieces from there. The criminal summons describes a series of events during a custody exchange between Bridges and his former girlfriend. Of course, Miles is accused of throwing billiard balls at her vehicle while the children were inside, smashing the windshield, leaving dents in the car. According to the summons, he's also accused of threatening her that if she told police he would take everything from her and withhold child support. He also, quote, allowed his girlfriend, who allegedly quote, allowed his girlfriend to yell, scream, and kick the victim's car while the child were inside. That's his current girlfriend, by the way, kicking the car of what his, of the mother of his two children. The summons does not say if the woman was in the car. So that is what Miles Bridges is accused of doing at this point in time. We know that Miles Bridges has had a couple of run-ins with off-the-court issues, over the last year and a half, that's what led to him not playing at all last year. That's what led to a technically 30-game suspension, but with 20 already having been served last year and 10 having been served at the beginning of this season. So the Charlotte Hornets are going to have to try to figure out what this all means to them. They have been putting out a statement pretty consistently saying, we understand the situation at hand. We have no further comment at this time. That's what the Charlotte Hornets have been releasing constantly. Once we get, I don't know, any decision in the court process, I don't know what that means for the Hornets. I can't tell you. Steve Clifford seems pretty damn sure that Miles is just going to come back after this and be ready to go. I know that there was a uh, motion um, on Miles Bridges' behalf to try to find exculpatory evidence and force that on the other party. So I don't know if if that's going to, if anything's going to come from any of this today you know how much there have been continuations there there've been postponements there's just continued continue on 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 and it doesn't you know end in sight there is none because of what we saw especially just what was it you know i guess a couple of off seasons ago now but Steve Clifford wants to go to Miles Bridges right after this or at least that's the plan and I think that's what you hear from Steve even after some of these games they lose, whether it's about going small, whether it's about the lack of depth. Miles Bridges is their answer. And I think they saw that that way this offseason. I'm sure they hoped that they would play a lot better in these first 10 games without Miles. I'm sure of that. I thought there was a possibility because of the strength of schedule, lack thereof, that, yeah, maybe they could go 6-4 and four in the first 10 games, but that's clearly not going to happen. It's mathematically impossible uh, now, especially to get to 500 with just one more game left and a 3-6 and six record to start. So when, they, when other teams go small, I think what Steve Clifford wants to do is to put P.J. at the 5, but you got to have somebody else in that front court to help bolster it and if you put P.J. at the five, that means there's no P.J. at the four. And so you have to downsize so much, you get to an area that you don't trust. Where if you have Miles, we've seen that work with James Borrego. And so uh, I mentioned that last week. Borrego would go to P.J. Washington at the center lineup. It worked. The numbers were good there. 
The problem is you also had Miles Bridges in that lineup. You also had depth that would help with that. And that's not the case right now. So once he comes back, I do wonder if Clifford is a little more at the ready to use that card to to go to that in his arsenal. Or maybe, you know, with Clifford working with centers in his time, you know, not with the Hornets. We know that we haven't had anything like this with Mark, but we had he had that in Orlando with Dwight Howard. I wonder if he still tries to force the issue and roll with Mark and maybe you get the 2020 game every now and then and Maybe you get Danilo Gallinari, you know, hitting threes and scoring close to 20 points in three quarters of play. I it, it Clifford is going to have to pick whatever one he wants to roll with. But we saw it work against the Wizards on Friday, not so much against uh, the Wizards on Wednesday of last week. And once Miles comes back, I, I do think he's going to be more ready to go with that smaller lineup because Miles and PJ both are good weak side blockers. Both can, you know, both are you're good at challenging at the rim. And if you can have PJ who's shorter, but good block percentage, same thing with Miles Bridges, then maybe he feels a little more comfortable rolling with that. We'll see how it all unfolds. We'll have you covered here on Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. Once again, we are free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. And that includes YouTube. Doug Branson, I'm hoping, will be back with me tomorrow. Make sure you check out his Substack, stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview the second in-season tournament game against the Miami Heat at the Spectrum Center. Have a great rest of your day. 